Welcome everyone to a brand new edition of Learn About World Cuisine. The show that takes you on a culinary tour around the world. Today's topic will be my hometown, the place where this show is brought to you from, Philadelphia. And then at the end of the program, I have some mind-blowing facts about cheesesteaks. So it's going to be mind-blowing facts about Philadelphia first, and then at the end of the program, we're going to do mind-blowing facts about cheesesteaks. Uh, keep in mind, the American Independence Day is this coming Monday. Uh, so Monday after this show is uh, published will be the American Independence Day. So we are going to cover Philadelphia and cheesesteaks today. Let's get started. The population of the city of Philadelphia is over 1,525,000 people. The cheesesteak was invented in 1930, and it was invented as a regular steak sandwich. And cheese wasn't added until the 1940s, but we're going to get to... Fun facts about cheesesteaks in a few minutes. Philadelphia is located on the east coast of the United States. Philadelphia had the first electronic computer all the way back in 1946. Philadelphia was also home to the first hospital. And it was co-created by Benjamin Franklin. In the year 1751. The Philadelphia Zoo is the oldest zoo in all of America. And it goes all the way back to 1859. And obviously Philadelphia is home to the very popular Wing Bowl. And if you're not familiar with the Wing Bowl, it's basically a chicken wing eating contest. In 1988, the Philadelphia Eagles helped create what was at that time the world's longest cheesesteak. It was the size of a football field. The first business in the city of Philadelphia was the Philadelphia Brewing Company. Oh, here's a really, oh, listen. This blew my mind. And I'm going to I'm going to have everyone's mind blowing with this one. All right, ready? Everyone's mind will be blown. Here's a fun fact. Philadelphia is home to the Betsy Ross House. It's a very popular tourist attraction. It is Betsy Ross's house. However, there is no physical evidence that Betsy Ross sewed the first flag. What? There is no physical evidence that Betsy Ross sewed the first flag. Philadelphia is home to the second largest Irish-American and Italian-American population in the entire United States. The first largest is in New York. And the second largest um, uh, Irish-American and Italian-American population is in Philadelphia. With over 2,000 outdoor murals, Philadelphia is considered the mural capital of the United States. Here's another fun fact. 
Philadelphia has the largest amount of sculptor works outside of Paris, France. How about that? In the 1940s, the owner of the Philadelphia Phillies baseball team tried to change the team's name to the Philadelphia Blue Jays. It just never stuck. The first newspaper ever in history was in Philadelphia. And it was called the Philadelphia Packet and the Philadelphia Advisor. Even though those newspapers only ran for six years, they are still very historical because they were the first newspaper ever. And they were in existence from 1784 to 1790. The Philadelphia Inquirer is the third oldest newspaper publication in existence. The Philadelphia Inquirer has been around since the year 1829. How about that? And the Philadelphia is the third longest running newspaper in America. The, uh, the top two are New, York, New Hampshire and Connecticut's newspaper. Philadelphia City Hall is the largest municipal building in the entire United States. And up until 1908, it was the tallest building in the country. The Children's Hospital of Philadelphia was the first kids-only hospital in history. Now, as I keep going through the episode, you're going to find out that Philadelphia is the medical place to be. And a lot of first medical inventions happened in Philadelphia. And a lot of innovative things uh, happened in Philadelphia in regards to the medical field. So the Children's Hospital of Philadelphia was the first kids-only hospital in history. And it is still doing very good work today. The Fox Chase Cancer Center, once again, Philadelphia leads the world in medical field. The Fox Chase Cancer Center in Philadelphia was the first cancer hospital in all of America. Okay? And they are still doing great work today. I'm going to blow your mind again with this fun fact. This is something I want everyone to pay attention to. One out of every six doctors gets their medical training in Philadelphia. Think about that. One out of every six doctors get their medical training in the city of Philadelphia. And I told you, as the program goes on, you're going to learn so much about Philadelphia being the medical uh, the medical capital of the world, man. It is amazing. Uh, and they blame... The Philadelphia Academy of Music is the first musical auditorium still in existence today that was originally a musical auditorium. So it still has the same purpose as it did when it was created. <clears throat> The first organized protest against slavery happened in Philadelphia. 
Mother Bethel African Methodist Episcopal Church. And that's a mouthful. That was tough for me to say. Mother Bethel African Methodist Episcopal Church was the very first African-American church ever. And it began all the way back in 1787. And it is still in existence today. And obviously, that is located in Philadelphia. Philadelphia is home to the first Thanksgiving Day Parade. And the Thanksgiving Day Parade in Philadelphia goes all the way back to the year 1920. So far, we're only eight minutes into the show, and I have my mind has been blown three times. The motto of the city of Philadelphia translates to let brotherly love endure. That is the motto of Philadelphia. The Philadelphia Naval Shipyard is the first naval shipyard in America, and it is still in existence today. Look at how many firsts the city of Philadelphia has had in the medical field, naval shipyard, the whole deal. Philadelphia was the first city to grant religious freedom to immigrants. The first American piano was created in Philadelphia in 1775. So the first American piano was created in Philadelphia in 1775. The first stock exchange ever in the entire United States of America was the Philadelphia Stock Exchange. Another, another first for the city of Philadelphia. Now, if you were to ask me, I would have guessed New York. But no, the first stock exchange ever in America was the Philadelphia Stock Exchange. The Liberty Bell was originally called the State House Bell. And then they renamed Independence Hall. So where the Liberty Bell is now is in Independence Hall. They used to call that the State House. So the Liberty Bell was originally called the State House Bell. And then when they changed the name of the area where the Liberty Bell is to Independence Hall, and that is when they changed the name to the Liberty Bell. One of, oh, here's an interesting thing. One of the seeds that was taken on the Apollo 14 was planted in Washington Square in Philadelphia. So I'm going to sum all this up. I wrote like 20 lines here. I wrote like 20 lines of information. It, it basically, the Apollo 14 spaceship took seeds up to the moon and back, and they were planted in Washington Square in Philadelphia. And that was to commemorate the American Bicentennial. If the Liberty Bell ever rings, it will ring in an E-flat. What other show are you going to hear that from? If the Liberty Bell ever were to ring, it will ring in an E-flat. On the Liberty Bell, now I want everyone, because Philadelphia gets millions of tourists every year to see the Liberty Bell. Next time you go down to see the Liberty Bell, I want you to look for this. On the Liberty Bell... The word Pennsylvania 
is only spelled with one N. And at the time, centuries ago, that was an acceptable spelling of the word Pennsylvania. So the next time you visit the Liberty Bell, look for the word Pennsylvania. And it only has one N. The oldest inhabited street in the entire country of America (coughs) is in Philadelphia. Walnut Street Theater is the oldest currently running theater in the entire English-speaking world. Now, I would have thought that that would have happened in London. But the oldest consistently running theater is the Walnut Street Theater, and that is in Philadelphia. Dick Clark's American Bandstand, another, another first for the city of Philadelphia. Dick Clark's American Bandstand originated in Philadelphia before they moved to L.A. 25% of the United States population lives within five hours of Philadelphia. How about that? Because of its close proximity to New York and Washington, 25% of the entire U.S. population lives within five hours of Philadelphia. Now, I just want to remind everyone, each and every week that you listen to Learn About World Cuisine, it is recorded from my living room in Philadelphia. I've lived in Philadelphia most of my life, and I'm going to give you personal insights at the end of the show when we do fun facts about cheesesteaks. And I'm going to give you some tips. Philadelphia hosted the first Republican National Convention in the year 1856. Now, here's something fascinating. The purpose of that particular convention was to organize the freedom of the slaves. Fairmount Park in Philadelphia is the country's largest park system. Since Philadelphia is one of the most historical cities in the entire United States, the U.S. Citizen Test has a lot of answers that can be found in the city of Philadelphia. So if you are immigrating to the United States, if you're listening to uh, this show in uh, other countries, uh, the U.S. Citizen Test Uh, has a lot of answers that pertain to Philadelphia. The longest-running farmer's market in the entire country of America is the Reading Terminal Market in Philadelphia. Dutch settlers settlers introduced the soft pretzel. Now, here's what surprised me. The Dutch settlers introduced the soft pretzel all the way back in the 18th century in Philadelphia. How about that? The soft pretzel goes all the way back to the 18th century. Uh, I'll tell you what. I do the research for this show off of five different very respectable research outlets. I can't believe how much info I found out about Philadelphia. I, I literally found over 700 fun facts. So I'm going to try to keep this episode under 40 minutes. So let's keep going. Ben Franklin founded the nation's first library in Philadelphia all the way back in 1731. So once again, another first 
for the city of Philadelphia, the first library. And that was founded in 1731. The Philadelphia Tribune, founded in 1884, is the longest continuously running African-American newspaper. Up until 1987, one Liberty Place surpassed William Penn, the statue of William Penn, as the tallest building in the city of Philadelphia. But one Liberty Place surpassed the William Penn statue as being the tallest building in Philadelphia. Here's another first for the city of Philadelphia. The first medical school was the University of Pennsylvania. And it was opened all the way up. It was opened up all the way back in 1765. Here's another first for Philadelphia. The Wharton School of Business, located in the University of Pennsylvania, was the first college-level business school ever. Uh, we're going to start talking about cheesesteaks in a couple minutes. And uh, i got to be honest with you. I, my mind was blown with my cheesesteak stuff. So if you're going to Philadelphia, if you're traveling to Philadelphia, you might want to look out for the Mutter Museum. Because in the Mutter Museum, it's a fascinating museum. And in the Mutter Museum, it has things like a piece of Einstein's brain, and a malignant tumor that was removed from a United States president. So those are the types of fascinating things that you can find in the Mutter Museum. So if you're traveling to Philadelphia, you might want to do some research in the Mutter Museum. Uh, just to give you a little bit of a tease about the cheesesteak fun facts, which we'll be getting into in a few minutes. Uh, I thought it was very interesting that the cheesesteak sandwich, and we're going to get into the history and everything, but it, it was originally just a steak sandwich. And then one of the, one of the managers at the Ridge Avenue location for Pat's, his name was Joe Lorenza. Uh, he put the first cheese on a cheesesteak 10 years after it was created. Now, what I'd like to make sure you understand is that Joe Lorenzo, who we'll be talking about when we get into the cheesesteak, the first cheese that he added to the steak sandwich, which is now the historic cheesesteak, was provolone. <coughs> I actually... <coughs> I actually was embarrassed uh, for someone when they asked me one time, I didn't know you could put provolone on a cheesesteak. Provolone is very popular on cheesesteaks. Uh, and the first cheese ever to be put on a cheesesteak was provolone. And that was done by Joe Lorenza. And he was a manager at one of Pat's Kings of Steaks, uh, other locations. We'll talk about him in just a few minutes. The Lowe's Hotel is located at 12th and Market Street in downtown Philadelphia. Once again, another first for the city of Philadelphia. The Lowe's Hotel at 12th and Market was the first air-conditioned building 
in the entire United States. People take that for granted. Everyone thinks air conditioners have been around all you know for centuries. The Lowe's Hotel at 12th and Market was the first air-conditioned building in the entire United States. Uh, here's another first for Philadelphia. <clears throat> Philadelphia was the first city in the New World to grant everyone religious freedom. And that was all the way back before they got their independence. It was all the way back in 1682. In the year 1937, the Philadelphia Orchestra, shout out to my former co-workers at the Philadelphia Orchestra, was the first orchestra to appear in a film. Then in 1948, the Philadelphia Orchestra was the first orchestra to appear on national television. Another first for Philadelphia. And then again in 1973, the Philadelphia Orchestra became the first orchestra to tour China. Now, I recommend that you guys do a Google search, the history of the Philadelphia Orchestra, and I know because I used to work there, is amazing. And if you're coming to Philadelphia... One of the greatest conductors is the conductor of the Philadelphia Orchestra. So you're going to get a treat. Uh, definitely go see a Philadelphia Orchestra uh, concert when you come to Philadelphia. If you go to your favorite podcast platforms, Spotify, iHeartRadio, and this show does very well on Amazon Music, Simply search for the Learn About World Cuisine podcast. And I have 148 more episodes giving fun, mind-blowing facts about different locations around the world and their cuisine. Keep in mind, the first half of the show, I talk about the location. I give you fun facts about the location. And then at the end of the show is when I get into the food. Okay, so I try to make every episode under 40 minutes so that it is convenient for people to download a lot of episodes and listen back to back to back. So uh, let's start talking about cheesesteaks. There is a fun fact in this cheesesteak uh, section that literally I can't stop thinking about. It is so fascinating, I can't stop thinking about it. So, from this point forward, we're going to start talking about cheesesteaks. We're at the 22-minute mark. So, this episode should be under 40 minutes. All right, let's start by giving you a famous story. There are several stories behind how the cheesesteak was created. So, I'm just going to give you the most popular one. And Pat Oliveri, the founder of Pat's King of Steaks, he used to have a hot dog cart with his brother at 9th and Pashunk. One day he went to the butcher and grabbed some beef. And he put it on the grill for himself. All right. And he started making himself his own personal sandwich because you can't be eating hot dogs all day. Right. 
As he's making the steak sandwich for himself, one of the cab drivers comes to the cart, and he says, I'll tell you what, I would love to have one of them, cheese, uh, one of them steak sandwiches. So he gave the taxi cab driver a sandwich, and the next thing you know, the taxi cab driver tells all his buddies, and then they started having people come to the hot dog cart looking for steak sandwiches. That is the most popular story. There are 20 stories about how the cheesesteak was invented. But the most popular story is that Pat Oliveri and his brother had a hot dog cart. They decided to get some beef from the butcher and started to make a, a sandwich for themselves. When a cab driver came up and asked them to make uh, a sandwich for him, Word of mouth spread, they ended up putting the steak sandwich on the menu. Now, I want to make it very clear, you're going to learn in a few minutes that cheese was not added to a cheesesteak till about a decade after the steak sandwich was invented. So, <clears throat> the Philadelphia cheesesteak wasn't actually a cheesesteak until 10 years after it was already in existence. It was always a steak sandwich. And I also want to make it very clear, the first cheese ever to be put on a cheesesteak was provolone. John's Roast Pork in South Philly, which has a great cheesesteak, won the very prestigious James Beard Award back in 2006. In 2003, the invention of the Philly taco. Now, let me get into this. <clears throat> As I said, I've lived in Philadelphia most of my life, so I know what they're talking about. In 2003, there was a thing invented called the Philly Taco. Basically, they, uh, Lorenzo and Son's Pizza on, in, in South Philly, they have a huge slice of pizza. So maybe if you're not familiar with Philadelphia, it's basically a mega slice. And they created what's called a Philly Taco by putting Jim's cheesesteak it's a place called jim's inside of the mega pizza slice and that is what a philly taco is now philly tacos got national attention so i just wanted to make sure everyone understood what it is because if you're not in philadelphia you're listening to this show anywhere around the country <clears throat> basically a philly taco is a cheesesteak Wrapped up into a big mega slice of pizza. Barclay Prime Steakhouse in Philadelphia has the most expensive cheesesteak that you can buy. And that cost $140. And you're probably sitting there going, what? How could a cheesesteak cost $140? Uh, keep in mind that that includes, it's like a package type thing and it includes a bottle of champagne. I went to a, an event in Philadelphia, and they were able to sell me a slice for $10. So I had a slice of the $140 cheesesteak for 10 bucks. I thought it was really good. And what they do is I was talking to one of the people that work there. And what they do is most of the people that get the $140 cheesesteak get it as an appetizer for the table. So they split the bill, you know what I mean? So they'll get it as an appetizer, and then they'll break it. They'll slice it up. But it's a hundred and forty dollar cheesesteak. 
And I had a slice of it for $10 at an event in Philadelphia. And I thought it was pretty good. But I don't know if I would spend $140 for the, for the whole thing. All right. A lot of the fun facts that I'm about to blow your mind with about the Philadelphia cheesesteak comes from a book. And if you guys want to have some fun facts about Philly cheesesteaks, the name of the book where I got a lot of these fun facts from is called, I don't usually plug other people's books, but th- this, this book sounds interesting. It's called The Great Philly Cheesesteak Book. And the author of the book is named Carolyn Wyman. So a lot of the fun facts that I researched from my research places were quoting Carolyn Wyman from her book. The book is called The, the Great Philly Cheesesteak Book. And the author is named Carolyn Wyman. I hate plugging other people's books, but I saw 10 really interesting things about the cheesesteak, and they were all from that book. So if you're a cheesesteak fan, uh, you might want to look for that book. All right, here is probably the fun fact of the entire... Oh, listen. I want everyone to hold on to their chairs. This is the fun fact of this entire episode. I am still thinking about this fun fact today. Okay. Uh, these are, are all around the country. There is a a steak, a frozen steak that a lot of people make cheesesteaks with. They're called steakums. Everyone knows the steakum. Okay, they're located in most of the country at the grocery store. So if you go to the frozen section of the grocery stores, steakums are very popular. Okay. Now, what's going to blow your mind is how the name Steakum came about. They had a huge argument about what to name that product. And it was a very heated argument. They were arguing about what they were going to name the product. And at the end, one of the guys said F them. And you know what I'm talking about. F is the expletive, the curse word. He said, F them. And then the other person said, wait a second. Why don't we switch your F them with steak? And they took out the expletive that starts with the letter F. And they replaced it with the word steak. And that is how Steakums got their name. That is still blowing my mind today. <laughs> I wrote the show yesterday, and I still can't get over how fascinating that is. But basically, the uh, steaks that are in your frozen section of your supermarket, they were having a heated argument about what to name the product. And finally, the guy says, F them, using the expletive, the curse word, starting with F. And the other person said, wait a second. Why don't we switch the expletive that starts with the letter F and replace it with the word steak? And that is how Steakums got their name. I, I, I still can't get over how fascinating that is. So that is how Steakums got their name. If you are listening to this episode outside of the great city of Philadelphia, my hometown, keep in mind that if you go to Goldbelly, 
They will deliver a cheesesteak from some of the most iconic Philly cheesesteak places. So if you just go on the Internet, look up Gold Belly, you can actually have a cheesesteak from the famous cheesesteak spots, most of them, uh, delivered right to your front door. And, and Gold Belly, from what I heard, does a good job. Uh, it'll get there in good shape. Uh, but a lot of the iconic uh, cheesesteak places, and, and for that matter, a lot of the iconic places in Philadelphia will deliver through Gold Belly. So you might want to, uh, you might want to check out Gold Belly. I know a guy was uh, emailing me about a year ago, and he said, hey, I would love to have a Philly cheesesteak. He said, I just, you know, I'm, I'm not healthy enough to travel all the way to Philadelphia. Uh, well, you can go to Gold Belly, and they will deliver a cheesesteak to you. Now, in the cheesesteak world, I want to get into this, too. In the cheesesteak world, there are two types of people. There are traditionalists that don't want you messing with the cheesesteak. And then there are people that don't mind uh, cheesesteaks being messed with. I'll give you an example. There are mushroom cheesesteaks. There are veggie cheesesteaks. There are chicken cheesesteaks. I just saw somebody selling a fish stick cheesesteak. Yeah, you heard that right. They put a fish patty on the steak. Uh, Some people don't mind that, but it's not for me. Uh, You'll find a lot of people in Philadelphia that are traditional cheesesteak people. They don't want you getting fancy with the cheesesteak. Get some good meat, uh, good cheese, and a good roll. I'm a traditionalist. I went on a cheesesteak tour Saw a lot of people trying to mess with the cheesesteak. Just give me a cheesesteak. You know what I mean? I don't like the fish cake cheesesteaks. Uh, but there are there are several varieties of cheesesteaks. So <clears throat> if you're coming to Philadelphia and you don't think that cheesesteaks are your thing, there are lots of varieties. There's uh, vegetarian cheesesteaks. You got chicken cheesesteaks, you got mushroom cheesesteaks. There's a lot of varieties of cheesesteaks. I'm a traditionalist. I don't like people messing with my cheesesteak. Listen to this. Here's the second thing in this episode that really fascinated me. Okay, here it is. Now think about it. Cheesesteak was invented in 1930 at the Great Depression. During the Great Depression, there there was a rumor started by someone that Pat Oliveri was using horse meat for his cheesesteaks, okay? So Pat Oliveri said, wait a second, whoa, whoa, whoa. I'll give you $10,000 if you can now think about this. This is many years ago. I'll give you $10,000 if you can prove that my steak is made with horse meat. And part of the rumor was because his brother worked at the naval uh, shipyard. And evidently there was cavalry horses there. But he says, I'll give you 10000 And he put a jar. And whoever could prove that he was using horse meat would get the money. Obviously, that brought lots of people to get a cheesesteak, okay? 
Here is the legend. I told you, a lot of the shows I do, there are some legend stories. The legend story here is that he was accused of selling horse meat in his steaks. He said no, and I'll give you $10,000 if you can prove I uh, sell horse meat. Puts out a jar, challenges people to prove that the steak is made of horse meat. Obviously, that brought a ton of people to the to get a cheesesteak. Turns out, legend has it that Mr. Oliveri created that story himself. <laughs> and that is one of the legends of the cheesesteak. Uh, he was challenging people. If you think I sell horse meat on my cheesesteaks, I'll give you 10 grand. So obviously, people were flocking to get cheesesteaks. Uh, to try to win that ten grand, and and it turns out the legend has it. Now keep in mind, there's twenty stories for everything, but the legend has it that he created that story. If you're not from Philadelphia, the legendary places to go are Pat's and Geno's. Now listen, I get so upset when I see people on the internet bashing Pat's and Geno's. Okay, if it wasn't for Pat's, you wouldn't have a cheesesteak. If it wasn't for Geno's opening up across the street, you would not have the iconic status of the cheesesteak today. That's just reality. Uh, If you're outside of Philadelphia, I highly encourage you to go to Pat's and Geno's, not because you're going to get the best cheesesteak, but it's kind of like Las Vegas. It's all lit up. It's a perfect photo. And those are two iconic places. It's a perfect photo op. It's very nicely lit up, and they're both open 24 hours. So if you're planning a trip to Philadelphia, I get so mad at these Internet trolls who trash Pat's and Geno's. It's the experience. It's not necessarily the actual cheesesteak. It's the experience. And if it wasn't for Pat's and Geno's, the cheesesteak would not be legendary as it is today. But... I just want to make sure everyone knows that that is the best place to get a photo. So it's the experience. You're not paying for the food. You're not paying because it's the best cheesesteak in the city. Everyone knows it's not. Okay. But it's the experience. So I would highly recommend people go to Pat's and Gino's. And like I said, the cheesesteak wouldn't be legendary. Without those two cheesesteak places. Is it the best cheesesteak in the city? Absolutely not. Okay. But it's an experience that you must experience. And they are open 24 hours. And they are lit up. uh, Beautifully lit up. uh, You know, like Las Vegas. So it's definitely an experience. And I definitely recommend you do. You go there. All right. Lots of cheese. There's a few cheesesteak places in the city that are open 24 hours a day. So you guys can do all your historical tourist stuff during the day. You can go out. Philadelphia has some of the best restaurants in the country. Go out to the restaurants at night and you can stop by a cheesesteak place, Patrugino's or other places at two, three, four o'clock in the morning. Uh, there are there are about a half a dozen places that are open 24 hours. Cheesesteaks. Hers, hers potato chips. 
started out in Lancaster, PA, all the way back in 1946. Lancaster is not too far from Philadelphia. And at one time, they used to make a Philly cheesesteak potato chip. Now, here's the funny. Here's what's funny from the research I did. I didn't hear one bad thing about the Philly cheesesteak potato chip. Unfortunately, they discontinued it. But I looked on several places for research for this episode, and everybody bragged about the hers Philly cheesesteak potato chip. Unfortunately, it was discontinued. All right. All right. I don't want to be repeating stuff, so hold on. All right. We talked about Joe Lorenzo earlier in the episode. All right. The original cheesesteak was just the steak. It had no cheese. And then 10 years after it was created, the gentleman's name is Cocky Joe Lorenza, which I love. <laughs> that was his nickname, Cocky Joe Lorenza. And he was a manager uh, at the Ridge Avenue Pat's King of Steaks location. All right. And he added the first cheese to it. To us, to the cheesesteak, and the first cheese ever to go on a cheesesteak was provolone. Okay, but that happened ten years after the cheesesteak was created. So the cheesesteak was always a regular steak sandwich, and then ten years later, Cocky Joe Lorenza, the manager of the Ridge Avenue Pat's King of Steaks, uh, added provolone cheese, and then obviously it took off. To the legendary status it has today. I'll tell you what. Just in our cheesesteak section of this episode, uh, we have hit it out of the park. I mean, come on. I gave you two things. The horse meat story and I gave you the steakum story that you're going to be talking about all week long. Okay? So I think we're going to do it. I, I'm proud of all of us. I think we did a great job uh, with today's episode. I want to thank everyone for listening. Keep in mind, if you go to your favorite podcast platform, Spotify, iHeartRadio. I had someone bragging they were on iHeartRadio the other day. I said, this show is on iHeartRadio and 700 other platforms. Uh, the show does very well on Amazon Music. Or you can ask your smart player. She is sitting right next to me, so I'm going to use the word beep. You can say beep. Play the latest episode of the Learn About World Cuisine podcast. But I want to thank everyone. I'm very proud of everyone. We did a great job. The, the horse meat story and the creation of the word Steakum, the name Steakum, that was worth the entire episode by itself. So I hope you enjoyed our look at the city of Philadelphia and the cheesesteak. And as always, if it's Thursday morning, it's time for you to check your favorite podcast platform for a brand new episode of the Learn About World Cuisine podcast. I will talk to everyone next Thursday.